Here at Intoxia Reviews, we intellectually dissect the art of cinema, scene by scene. Here's some clips. That's all he is. It's just a fucking big wooden doll full of cum, chasing kids around. <laughs> you look up guys who poop in a bag. I think that's where you'll find him. Because he is hurt. It's probably just in your search history anyway, isn't it? This movie fucking blows. So don't forget to subscribe to Intoxicated Reviews on all places you find podcasts. Except Spotify. We're working on it. Hey everyone, Chris Hansen here of Hansen vs. Predators and Catcher Predator. Why don't you have a seat right over there and listen to Kyle and Brandon, our podcast. According to my chat logs, Kyle and Brandon have interesting guests. No, I hated it. Yeah. Everybody's sweaty, everybody's on drugs, so they're super sweaty but also touchy. And then they touch your face and you leave there and the next day you have pimples. Fantastic conversation. He's underground in a lab, floating in a tank of water because he almost died. And most important, no predators. Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. Oh, hey there, Internet. And welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah McClellan, and this is the comedy podcast that gets personal. And how is everybody doing? I was trying to think of things to talk about during this intro, and I don't have a lot to talk about because not a lot has been going on. How has the last week been for me? Well, I'm pretty much nocturnal now, so that's kind of an issue. My regular sleeping time currently is anywhere from 5 to 7 a.m., until like usually one or two. It's a big problem. But today I did get up at 11, which was a big deal for me. And I ended up not napping either. But here we are again, it is 3am and I'm probably going to fall back into old patterns. So truly, fuck it. Um, nothing, nothing matters, right? What else is there? I am currently working away at updating the website. Um, it's big mess right now, but over the next couple days, I am going to be kind of redoing that. Something for me to do. I recently bought a coloring book. Yeah, a coloring book. Um, judge away, but it's actually a really relaxing thing to do. Like while I'm just like listening to things. Um, what else? Just going crazy. Going crazy like everyone else, I guess. Um, I guess you could say that I'm dealing with this pandemic manically. Um, like truly there are days that I feel like I do nothing but dance around my apartment and watch YouTube. And then there are other days that are just like really, really bad. So taking each day as it comes and that is what it is. Um, on the subject of the pandemic though, I did want to address some bonus episodes that I might have coming up. I do plan on recording some solo bonus episodes very soon. And my plan is to probably release a couple sort of on the on the main feed publicly and then have more regular ones on Patreon. So I'm still kind of thinking about how to revamp the Patreon um, and what other things that I might be able to offer in terms of extra content. So stay tuned for that, but I should have a bonus episode up on this main feed in the next couple of days. Just because, like, I don't want to be talking about, like, all my inner workings and all my thoughts in these intros because it would just be really long intros. So if you are interested in that, stay tuned for those bonus episodes. In the meantime, I'm going to keep 
fucking talking to people. Um, that's my plan. So this week I have an episode with returning guest Vicky Welch and a brand new guest, Durham Laporte, who is a fairly new comedian in this scene, but he is a go-getter, did a lot of mics back when we had open mics. Remember those days? Um, and he's just an all-around awesome, nice guy. I've been really digging doing these sort of like group episodes with comedians. Um, it's been great. Um, but that said, if you do have any suggestions for guests or anyone I should reach out to, please reach out to me and let me know. Um, because I'm kind of down to do whatever at this point. Everything will be remote. So there's really no limit on who I could reach out to at this point. So when you're hearing this, um, tomorrow, um, Saturday, the 18th of April, I am going to be doing a live stream. Uh, I didn't do a debate stream on Thursday. I just don't want to be overwhelming people with live streams. But all of this being said, I'm streaming on Saturday night and I'm getting drunk for the first time in months. Um, I kind of toned down my drinking over the last, I would say, five months or so. It's actually been, it's been a long time since I've gotten really drunk and your girl needs it. Um, life has been a little bit brutal and I feel like I've been good up until this point. So Saturday night is my chance to let loose, have a bunch of drinks. I'm going to zoom in a couple of people who, who might want to pop in and drink with me. I'm going to have a spinning wheel with a bunch of different kind of interactive things that I can do. I might watch some of my favorite TikToks and just laugh at stupid shit on the internet. You know, it's just going to be a fun stream. So I encourage you to tune into that. Talk to me in the chat. Please talk in the chat and let me know you're watching. Stuff like that really, really makes the live stream a lot of fun. So tune in to the Sarah Finally Gets Drunk live stream on Saturday, April 18th. That's going to be at 9 p.m. Atlantic Standard Time on Twitch and YouTube. And speaking of those two things, make sure you do subscribe on there on YouTube and Twitch and also follow Intoxicated on social media, Facebook and Instagram. And on Twitter, we are in underscore intoxicated. Spread the word with the show and tell your friends to listen. You can also leave an iTunes rating or review. Extremely helpful. And if the review is funny and awesome, I will read it on the show. I get weekly updates on the reviews. So please leave a review. I would really appreciate it. And of course, you can sign up for Patreon. That is patreon.com backslash intoxicated. That's all I have for you guys. Enjoy this week's episode with Vicky and Durham. Like, I truly don't, I have nothing to talk about because there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing yeah, so th- Don't go anywhere. You don't do anything. Like, I walked my cat today and that was the highlight of my week. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, I think that, like, the situation is going to be top of mind for a while. Like, it's going to be a while before we stop talking about this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's such a big such a big thing. But let's just let's just get right into it. Let's just jump right in. Alright. Let's just jump All into right. the lake without a life life jacket. <laughs> um <laughs> Welcome to the Intoxicated Podcast, everybody. We are back. We are on Zoom. And I have two guests with me yet again today. Uh welcome back to the show, Vicky Welch. Your I guess second time? Yeah, second time. Second time, yeah. Yeah, you've done live streams, but second episode. Yeah. Yeah. And a new guest, please welcome Durham Laporte. Hello. 
Welcome. Excited to be here. Usually, it would be a lot different. Uh, <laughs> you'd be here with me, and um, God knows when that will happen again. And that is very depressing to me because I don't like. Like, I'm glad I can do this, but I don't like doing this. No, like, it's so. It's definitely it would feel so different from what you're used to, and like. I feel like having a conversation over Zoom is so much different from like a person-to-person conversation. It is, but the more of them I do, the more comfortable I get. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? I get used to them with like work calls, so I'm like a little more used to them, but they, I always feel like I am like working when I'm on a Zoom call. Like, yeah. Like ready. I got to like sit forward and, and just like, I'm way more concerned with my appearance than usual. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So, as you guys know, we're in a pandemic. Shocker. Breaking news. Um, how are you guys doing in all this? We're checking in. It's a mental health check-in. Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, like, the only thing that really changed in my life is there's no more stand-up because I'm still working a lot. So right. it's just like my life before stand-up now where I just work, get home, get high, watch Netflix. And the only difference is I don't hate myself as much now. Oh, you don't hate yourself as much now. No, well, before, before, uh, before it was, I just did that because I was depressed, but now it's because I can't do anything else. Right. So you got, you, you got into stand up as, as a way to deal with depression as most, most do. (laughs) No, I wouldn't say that. I think I was already like kind of out of it. I've I've always wanted to like, even when I was a kid, I was like, I want to be funny. And then I've just finally decided to do stand up this year amazing amazing but you're like like it's fairly normal to you just like coming home staying at home chilling at home kind of thing yeah 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 that's i envy you on so many levels (laughs) because the people who are enjoying this i don't understand i don't understand these people who are like i'm thriving right now like i'm like i'm not thriving yeah i know okay so vicky how, how are you doing not great. Not <laughs> not going great over here. Oh like God, I have no. I have a job that's like really fun that I deal with people and that I really enjoy and not just not being able to stand up. I also do karaoke once a week. Like I am out and about like like probably five nights a week at least and this is just killing me. Like I can't I don't like texting to talk to people. I love to talk to people face to face. Like the Zoom calls still like don't have that thing and i'm just losing my mind i, oh, I can't no. be creative i'm like i'm trying to come up with like write or do something can't be creative yeah. uh what went, went full nocturnal uh, i'm actually doing the whole stay up for the whole day and go to bed early so i've been up since like seven o'clock last night oh so you're <laughs> doing you're doing the opposite of what i'm doing i'm I usually lately I've been going to sleep anywhere between five and seven. Yeah, I've been about there, and even later, like sometimes like eleven, and then sleeping till like seven. Oh, okay. And oh, so, so you are to... staying up? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Weird. So, wow. Yeah, so I'm trying to do the reset. So yeah, but what's yeah. the point? You know. Well, see, um... this is this is the thing. A lot of people are are saying that. It's like what I'm hearing a lot is like, what's the point? Of, nothing matters. What's the point of anything? What's the and I would argue like we should have some sort of point. Otherwise, like we are all going to just 
forget how to be human. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we're My going to forget is, like, what it's like. Like Durham, you're still working. Vicky, yeah. you're not, right? Nope. <laughs> so you still have that element of your life that's normal, you know? Like a routine, like where you have a responsibility. So in your case, I feel like the people who are still working, they can they can do whatever the fuck they want outside of that. You know what I mean? They can be the ones to say, who cares? What's the point? But I feel like with us, it's like we got to find a reason. <laughs> that's fair. You know, I, I, like we got to yeah. find something. That's, like that's the only fair. reason I'm like not full nocturnal or trying to fix it is because stores have limited hours. So I have to be up by seven or eight or I can't get groceries or do any of that stuff. So it's such I, an adjustment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's we need a purpose. We need a reason. Like, like I, I say to myself three things every day. I need to do three things, and if I don't do more, that's fine. If I do, sweet. But three simple things, like whether that's like today it was okay. I'm going to record with you guys. That's one. Um, I had to do a logo for somebody. That was like a couple hours. That's two. And then later tonight, I'm doing a Taylor Swift dance party with Nikki Glaser on Zoom. Ooh. So I'm like, Ooh. those are my three things. Sweet. I just gotta, I just gotta do those things. And then other days I'm like, I have nothing to do. I had a, I had a day off work the other day and I literally, I finished two seasons of Silicon Valley and I was just like, ah, this is what everyone else is doing every day of their lives. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You have time to watch TV now. Yeah. Yeah. I think you guys are right. I think I'd start losing it after like day five of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's I really like just going out and like like I said I have a great job I sell candy it's fun so like I just miss going and interacting with all the people like I even all of like the crazy regulars and the kids who come in for their free samples I would give anything to talk to a crazy regular for like five hours like uh-huh. come into my store or talk for, talk to me forever I don't even care just 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 go yeah I'm you're an I extrovert assume, I would assume yeah. most candy store regulars are a bit off. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I come I come here twice a week just to restock on you know gummy frogs. Yeah. yeah. People have their favorites. We get a lot of people who work in the mall and like want like a treat to get them through the day because we work in the fucking mall. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your your the candy that you sell is like fancy candy too. Yeah, it's like it's like like higher end or whatever because it's like it's like, you know, you can get, it's like the lower secord of gummies. Like it's like, it's nicer, better, yeah. all natural, vegan and stuff. Do you talk to your cats? A lot. <laughs> yes. So much. Um, yeah. Constantly. And there's three, there's, cause I'm, I have a house guest cat right now. So there's three cats to bother and they're not enjoying it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Durham, do you have any pets? No, I don't, I don't have any pets. I, uh, I was just recently thinking that, that I want to get a cat eventually. I used to never like cats, and just, like, the past couple I've met kind of, like, warmed up to me, so I'm, like, warming up to cats now. Are, are you a dog person? Yeah, but I'm just not responsible enough to have a dog right now. That's fair. Here so you there. I had this moment, like, fairly recently where I was like, maybe I should get a dog because maybe we'll be here until August or September, and I need something to... I, it's kind of like a couple who's trying to get pregnant to save their marriage. That's what I'm, <laughs> how I'm thinking about the possibility of getting a puppy where I'm like, that's a reason to get out of bed. That's a reason to go outside. 
that's it, it would whip me into shape do you know what i mean like yeah uh, but then i'm like i can't just do it like that's selfish like i'm doing it to help me like i don't okay. know it seems selfish but i would i i, I do want to get a puppy at some point not now though probably well, not now by the amount of red vests i see i think most people get dogs to help themselves <laughs> <laughs> It's a dick. <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. I'm like, red vests. And then I'm like, oh. <laughs> Got you. Yeah, no, it's true. And maybe, maybe it's not a big deal that I think. But also, I'm like, I live in a small apartment. So I'm like, if I got a dog, I'd probably want it to be a smaller dog, like a cat sized dog. Yeah, I live in like one of like the smallest, shittiest apartment buildings in Halifax, but it allows dogs. And every time I see someone like going out with like a huge dog, I'm like, how does that dog survive in that small apartment? I know the size of your apartment. Some dogs are just really lazy and like they don't need a lot of room. But I have that thought too. Yeah. I always thought about like getting a senior dog because then like they're already lazy and tired and then they're like they need somewhere to to live for like a couple of years before oh that would be so but sad, like though someone someone needs to love them and they're, they're already lazy and chill and i'm really lazy and chill so you know i can go for a really slow walk around the block i would enjoy that <laughs> <laughs> just walk really really slowly sorry uh, yeah <laughs> oh my god oh, sorry we all went at the same time though. i know this is the <laughs> but i mean i guess we would have this issue in real life too talking over yeah. each other um what were you gonna say durham uh, I was saying earlier today, I was talking to my girlfriend about uh, how if I got a dog, I'd want it to be a dog that's that just moseys around, a like mosey low dog. energy, just moseys around, yeah, doesn't just... bark much. It's hard to predict what you're going to get, though, with a, like yeah. when you get any pet. Because yeah. like I just want, I just really want something to need me. Like, I just want something to be codependent on me. Like, I want a lap cat or, like, a lap puppy that's, like, just cuddly. Like, because my cat is great, but she doesn't let me, like, she she pulls away from me. Like, the men in my life. And I want to change. I my cats are aloof like that, too. Yeah, I'm like, I want to love you. Why won't you love me back? Yeah. Just sit on the couch with me, please. Just, like, that much would be great. Um but uh, the cat I'm uh, taking care of Wednesday, she will come and like sleep on top of me. So that's, uh, that's kind of nice. Change. Wednesday, what a cute name! Yeah, it's uh, oh. Ryan's Freaks. Ryan's Freaks cat. Oh, oh, I thought you were saying you just had the cat on Wednesdays, and I was like, <laughs> some custody. joint custody thing. I don't yeah. know. Shared custody of the cat. Oh, you have yeah, Ryan no, Freaks cat. Yeah, it, where he lives is like there's a bunch of dogs and like more cats. So I took Wednesday and. <laughs> oh wow. And she's a big, fat fucking unit of a cat. Like, I just walk in and I'm just like, look at you, you fat piece of shit. What are you doing? And she's just laying there. And she's adorable. (laughs) But she's like, she's so heavy. So she'll come and like lay down on me on the couch when I'm napping. And it's like a weighted blanket. I'm out because she'll just be purring. And then I'm next thing I know, I've been asleep for three hours. (laughs) Oh, my God. I want a weighted blanket so bad. Oh, Oh, worth it. I bought one for uh, for my sister for Christmas and then obviously used it that day to see what it's like. And they are the best thing. Are they're, they? They're so uh, comfortable. Yeah. I got it's mine just, right after my breakup and because I was like so anxious. I'm already an anxious person and I would like actually kind of like weigh down my bed anyway with a lot of blankets and pillows. And I sleep so well now. They're like the best. 
Ooh, they just feel like you're getting cuddled by a tiny person. Well, I'm a. I read someone said I, I don't know where I heard it, but someone said, um, "Oh, it was I think it was on Nikki Glazer's podcast." Actually, she was talking about weighing blankets, and she's like, "If you're a stomach sleeper, which I am, it would make you want to sleep on your back because like you get the weight on you, just in a different yeah. way, kind of thing." I'm like, oh. it keeps me from tossing and turning a lot, so I don't end up in weird positions and sore in the morning as well. Is it ho- overly hot though? That's my main question. I do get kind of warm. Um, mm. Mine has like a cover on it that keeps it warm, but um, I keep the cover on just to keep cats and stuff off. But yeah, uh, it's a pretty hot in the summer, but otherwise it's not too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a really warm sleeper, so I need cool. Yeah, me too. Coolness. Um. But yeah, are you guys, how are you guys, um, so are you missing, obviously you're both probably really missing stand-up. How are you dealing with that? Do you find that you're writing? Like, do you find that this is making you more creative or less creative? Definitely less creative, because I find with, like, writing jokes, like, I have to, like, kind of start saying it on stage to actually get somewhere with it. Right. Where, like, now it's like, I, like, write down a cool idea and I'm like, sick. Can't wait to say that in maybe August. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. so, so in August, I'm just going to have all, a, a set of all setups. No punchlines. Yeah, well, this, this is kind of what I wanted to ask you guys. Because I'm not a comedian. But I think about your guys' like what you guys go through in terms of like writing and all that. Like, do you guys ever like bounce jokes off each other? Like, oh, definitely. Uh, yeah? Well. I do I, I do quite a bit like I find I get a lot of advice from other people too so mm-hmm. they'll help me out with my jokes because mm. um, I mean that's I a way a to kind of test that. material in a way like you um so again mentioning her yet again Nikki Glazer was talking about how she has a Google document and she shares it with like her comedian friends like when she has a joke idea or like something to kind of develop and like they can go in and like leave notes on the Google doc and I was like that's a really cool idea that's pretty neat. I like that. Yeah. Just as uh, a like, knowing our community, they would just devolve into like Kyle Barnett and Chris left calling each other hacks over and over again. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Very true. But it's an interesting idea that just the idea of like collaborative writing, you know? Yeah, I haven't done much collaborative writing at all, but I saw like right before like the pandemic started, like uh, I think the tea house or somewhere downtown was like, promoting that they want to do like a comedy writing workshop and bring like comedy like people who write comedy in the city to come and like work together so i thought that was cool and that would have been i was so gonna good. try it out beside before like the world was put on hold yeah i tried to go to that i kept having to work what i really liked was one night um when matt baker took over pickle frog for a bit was that we didn't have any audience so we just like did the whole thing like a workshop and we just did stuff that we were try- trying out and got oh, some feedback and stuff that's so that cool. was a really good idea that is a really good that i mean and if you think about it honestly like when this whole thing happened i, I was really cringy about the online comedy shows or like zoom comedy shows but you could take what you did with matt and just do it on a zoom call kind of i think i think it's you just have to get a little more creative with it like yeah. like if we just like can't come out and like sat here and said jokes it'd be like super awkward probably have to stand but, up like yeah and like where people like either i've seen like on like the virtual open mics people like either like address the awkwardness or like have the laugh tracks or like a shot to something else instead of like a laughter like i right. saw 
I saw like I saw one person do it. They did their whole set in front of like trees and just like. That's funny. Well, did yeah. you guys did you guys happen to see Travis's show live show? Yeah, 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 I yeah. yeah. It last night. So, I fell asleep. Did you really? I was gonna watch it and I fell asleep. Uh, I feel terrible. Uh, you fell asleep. Isn't that when you're waking up? Eight p.m. <laughs> What? I moved from the bed to the couch and fell asleep again. And it was too much work. <laughs> it was so much work. You were exhausted she, going that short She distance. woke up and then walked to the couch and was like, whew, that was a day. <laughs> yeah, that was enough. I feel you, girl. I feel you. Oh, man. I haven't looked at, like, the steps on my phone yet, but I'm scared to. Like, it's not going to be good. Oh. Um, what was I going to say? But, like, yeah, Travis had a laugh track. And, like, it... As soon as... I heard it. I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. But I was like, he really he really made it work. He was, like, having fun with it. Yeah, I think it's because uh, I don't know if he was running or it must have been shown behind the camera. But, yeah. like, where it was, like, they definitely had, like, a soundboard or something where it was, like, different reactions to each joke. Different types of laughs, like, applause every now and then. Like, whoever yeah. was running that really did good. I feel like they need to put that in, like, an app or something for you guys so yeah. that you yes. remember what laughter sounds like. They should, Zoom Zoom should really just add it to this, you know. They Little should. I, I I'm always thinking about that. I'm like, is the people who run Zoom like they're probably like loving all the fucking traffic right now to their program? Because like I upgraded my account because of all this, and probably a lot of people did. So. Well, yeah, I didn't even know. I, I think most of the world had no idea what Zoom was before this. It's true. And, uh, all of a sudden. I mean, some people even did this like i'm not a face are you guys facetime people i fucking hate facetime no no i hate facetime it's the worst i don't want to see my own face when i'm talking no same i don't i don't enjoy that at all unless like i have time to yeah i have to be ready for this. it anyone who just is like randomly facetiming you it's like whoa 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 really even as a dude you have to be ready for it well, I just don't want it to just come out of the blue. Right. Because I'm definitely not going to answer it first. I'm going to take a second and then be like, why'd you FaceTime me? And then see if it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. Like a civilized person. Yeah. yeah. You're not a maniac. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Yeah. No, I, I, I like to be prepared as well. Um, that's like part of the reason why I've been wearing makeup every day. Because I'm like, you never know. Someone might FaceTime me. So better wear it right away kind of thing. Um, yeah. but Durham, so you're fairly new to comedy. Yes. When, how long have you been doing this? Cause I think I was uh, there for your first show at Gus's. Yeah. You, you, that was my first one at Gus's. That was my second set. Wow. And I did my first set, uh, I think just a couple days before that. So early November at Oasis. Such a new I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Were you there for that Vicky? Oh yeah, I'm always at the Oasis. Yeah. <laughs> those, are my those are my boys. <laughs> it's, it's my bar, and those are my guys. So yeah, I'm always. Do you there. remember Durham set? Uh, I do. Yeah, it was it was a good one. Like you always kind of like try and remember like people's first sets because like it's such a big deal for them too. But because uh, yeah. you came and watched it a bunch of times, and people were always making fun of your name too. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and you got up and you did a really good job. Oh, thank you. I appreciate. Still that. doing it. So did you? Did you go see a bunch of mics before you decided to get up and try it? Or uh, I, w I went to like quite like I went to like three like the week before I started. But like over the past like two years, I've just like randomly gone to see open mics. Um, I used to live like right almost right above Beerly's, like just 
like oh, wow. less than a minute walk. So Beerly's is where I'd go see it all the time. Nice. Um, yeah. And I remember coming back in, like when I, when I started uh, comedy, I remember like trying to think back to the comedians I remembered. And the only ones I remembered was Catherine, Travis, and Andrew. The, the, the trio. Yeah. 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 I, I think, I think maybe because like from who I saw, I think they're like a step more skilled than everyone else. They've yeah. been in the game a long time. Yeah. So they, they always stuck out. I would call them the pillars. Yeah. Yeah, I was just gonna say same thing. You know, like 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 there's definitely people who like they're the they're um yeah, they're they're the pillars of the Halifax comedy, I would say. Oh definitely. Yeah. That's that's crazy. So what was it what was it like doing your first set? Because I, I saw your second one. You brought friends uh, to Gus's. did you bring yeah. friends to your first one too? I did. Yeah. yeah. Um and uh, it's funny, everyone was like kind of surprised that I brought friends, but I actually found, I remember like, I think my fourth set was the first time I did it without knowing anybody in the audience. And I still feel like to the, this day, that was my worst set by far. Oh, ever. really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but my first set, like, I was really nervous for it. But uh, when, like when I went up, like I would say out of the jokes I told that first set, I still... I still use like three or four of them. Okay. Like, and I think I said 10. Whoa, so, that's a lot of jokes. Yeah. I, I always I always have like my jokes numbered on my sheet so I know exactly how much I'm doing and stuff. And ah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was nerve wracking. But I think having my friends there really helped because uh, they, they, they knew my sense of humor beforehand and would laugh when no one else did. Did they know the jokes before yeah. you said them? Or was it no. a surprise to them as well? Well, that's good, I think. I think that yeah. that's, that's much better than, like, if you had practiced it with them and then you're like, come see me. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's good that they were at least fresh to you as well. Yeah. Or to them as well, definitely. you know? Oh, that definitely helped. It probably would not have gone well if I had been saying the jokes to them all week beforehand. <laughs> They're just like, this one again. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and still, like, to get my friends to come out, I have to say, hey, come out to come out this set this week. I'm doing jokes that you haven't heard yet. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, anyone who gets anyone to go to a comedy show should be commended. <laughs> and I'm worried. Are, are you guys worried about, like how like so say once this pandemic is over and we're allowed to like go out in public again bars can be open shows can happen do you guys think it's going to change like people's behavior like or do you think people are going to be just innately more scared to like no, I gather think, i think i, I think, think plenty so. of, i think plenty of people will be coming to comedy shows because everyone's going to be broke and that's the only free entertainment <laughs> Yeah, it's true. We're going to get to just everybody's going to be so shack happy that I think they're just going to be happy to get out. And even if there's like restrict still like restrictions on how many people and all that, like that might be really good for us. Like there might be like a lot of people trying to get into shows and maybe there's not room at every show. Yeah, hey. it'd, be a, it'd be a real ego boost to turn people away at the door. Be like, we oh are my God, at capacity, yeah. we have 10 people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, that's an interesting, I had, I didn't really think of it that way, Vicky. Like the idea of like, it, making it feel more rare. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be, everyone's going to be hitting, trying to get like out doing a lot of stuff, but where mics are so regular and it's a great way for people who've just been stuck in whatever situation to get out that I think like um, it will be 
hopefully we'll maybe bring some more people out to, to the scene and watch and maybe join it, do their own yeah it's crazy people's levels of um what they aren't are and not doing like right now like i'm going for groceries once a week and i go for walks around my neighborhood that's really all i do um there's some people like i have a friend who has not left her house at all since she started like she like everything has come to her she's gone out in her hallway but not outside her building like that's how serious she's taking this you know what i mean like am i crazy like i don't know if i could do that no i don't think i could do that so it's okay that I'm going outside, or... right? Like, it's okay that I'm... I think so. Okay. People need sanity. Yeah, because yeah. I, I don't know. Fresh air, <laughs> vitamin D. Yeah, and I'm not going yeah. anywhere. Like, I'm not going near people. Um, but, like, what about you guys? Are you guys, like, extra lenient? Like, what? what's your level of well, I'm like, scaredness? <laughs> I, I'm kind of just saying screw it because I have to take the bus every day for work. What's so that it's like, like? Oh my god! Tell tell me about the bus. What's the, the bus, bus is, like these days? The bus is kind of wild. Like, um, so I I just started wearing a mask every time I go on, and I and I'm hoping that they like make it mandatory to like have your face covered to be on the bus. Yeah, but some people just don't seem to get it. Like, right? People will, like sit like right behind me, and just. I'll just give them a dirty look and then move seats, but it's just and they're like, not really on, enforcing man. anything other than entering no, the, through like the, the back. bus. The, the whole front of the bus is like blocked off, so the bus driver's just like ten feet away, so he has no idea what's going on behind him. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah they cram you into a pretty small space. Like I took the bus once recently to go to to Walmart, and it seemed like they blocked off a lot. Which I mean protect the drivers but almost like too much to the point where the driver has too much space and there's not enough for even a few people to spread out and people are just like joyriding too like um apparently like a lot of old people are just out like out old people and teenagers are just i heard that that is insane i get so mad every time i see teenagers out and about do you guys say anything to them no yeah (laughs) i told i told a few to turn off their music the other day (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was, was like, like that's man. fair on a normal day you know what i mean yeah. that's the most annoying thing ever when people play their music out loud i'm like it's kind of like the idea of like taking a selfie in public i'm like why are you so confident that you're playing your music out loud like jesus and it's always like the shittiest rap and yes! just, like the words like i like rap music but it's never anything it's never tasteful. good yeah it's terrible yeah. I find I don't run into that too much. I've been pretty lucky on the bus, but I do get a lot of crazies who like to sit next to me. So this is definitely a time to to be a little little cautious because they'll just sit down and spread Corona all over me while they tell me about like the, how their daughter's on meth and they're pregnant again. And oh God, God talks to them. I don't know. Like th- yeah, I'm like catnip for crazy people. So oh my uh, God. <laughs> I uh I I work with people with autism, so when I take them on the bus, sometimes I guess that's an invitation for people who have children with autism to come talk to me about it. Oh. And I'm just like, whoa, that's not right now, please. How do you get out of that? Do you do you I humor just, them? Like, do you are you yeah, someone who? I'm usually pretty nice about it, but then afterwards, I'm like, why the fuck would they come talk to me? Right, I can't <laughs> see you being mean. No. I really can't. Like, I think, like, the worst I'd get is just, like, kind of, like, awkward and uneasy. Right. 
I wouldn't be like, not right now or anything intense. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm a people pleaser, so, like, I could never just be like, um, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, same way. Like, I occasionally, like, you know, those, uh, seats where, like, the seats face each other and people will put, like, their feet up. I will tell them, like, take their feet off because, like, that's disgusting. Um, especially like rainy day and their carpet seats and stuff, but I'm so non-confrontational that I'm just like some crazy person wants to talk to me at the bus stop and I'm like, Oh yeah, tell me all about it. Take the headphones out. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how you become someone who's like, just like, like I'm usually usually pretty non-confrontational except in a movie theater. Oh, really? What's it about movie theaters? Well, if the movie theater rules just aren't being abided by, I will say something. Oh, really? So Every you, time. are you a shusher? I'm not a shusher. I just, I like to, like, if they're close to me, I'll turn around and say to them, hey, like, it's a rule in the theater to not talk. I think I get it from my mother. I remember one time when I was a kid, my mother literally stood up, turned around and yelled like 10 rows back for these two people to stop talking. Really? Yeah. I mean... They had to stop talking, and I think everyone was happy she did it, but it was quite a sight to see. Ooh, she set a good example for you. She was like, this is how it's (laughs) fucking done in a movie theater. Oh, my God, it's been so long since I've been to the theater. (laughs) That sounds like a move my mom would pull, too. Like, she would always always call out line cutters, and I do that as well. I'm like, no, like, line's back here, buddy. I was ahead. Um, I did, I do, now that you said that you get confrontational at movie theaters, I get confrontational on escalators when I'm mm. trying to get by like I get Ooh. really I'm really nice but uh, people get really aggro at you when you ask them to get by and because like I work in the mall and I only have so much time on break I'm all an ass up and down the escalators to get my shit done right. and they're just like it's they're like oh who, you need to be there that fast I'm like I do I do because I have like 15 minutes I need I need to get a snack and, and like a tea and I gotta pee and fuck off <laughs> so get out the way bitch get out the way it's not a ride stand right walk left like I go and then I've had like one time I was on the escalator and the guy like rumbled at me and finally let me by and then I'm standing at the bottom escalator we're yelling back and forth at each other about like the whole thing whoa (laughs) and I'm just like fine fuck you dude and I walked away and it's like I'm not that kind of person at all I'm assuming that you abide by the rule that if you're on the escalator and anyone is behind you you need to move forward and not stand there generally but you can if you're gonna stand stand to the right and then move to the side to walk yeah and then you walk to the left like if you go to like any place with transit and escalators it's on like all of the if there's stickers on all of the escalators stand right walk left like it's basic, i never even noticed that there's stickers rule. on them yeah not on ours i've never seen them like on um escalators here but like i find like in toronto or in, and mostly toronto is where most of my experience is but like yeah, it's like stand right, walk left. It's on all over, like every every escalator I've ever seen, really. That's like transit related. But in the mall, people just are like moseying. I guess I hate moseyers. You know what I hate the most? People who mosey in grocery stores, oh, especially yeah. now. <laughs> yes. Now yeah. is not the time to be moseying in a grocery store. So, you gotta get in, get out. I will say. I still am indecisive with my, sh- like, I'm working on it. I, I'm that, like, my normal grocery shopping style is I know I need a couple things and then I just look around and I find whatever else I will need, but I do it quickly. Like, I don't, you know, like, I'll just walk down the aisles and do it quickly. But um, now I'm, like, trying to, like, 
make sure I have a big list and I get everything in one go. And and then I and I literally try to map it out as to where, like my roadmap of my grocery trip because the Sobies at Mumford has arrows on the floors now that you have to follow, and I'm not gonna lie, it's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you miss like your lane from the wrong side, that happens. That to me, it's a superstore on was it Young Street or whatever. And they had all the arrows, um, and it was just like I. And then you have I to like take a long way, like all around the store, to like get yeah. back to where you're going. It's fucking confusing. That, yeah, I got all the way to the frozen aisle, and then realized I'd forgotten to pick up green onions, uh, and I was just like, ah. Like I no. understand why they do it, but it's just it's just frustrating. When I went, I was just like all over the place. Luckily, no one yelled at me. And then, like while I was lining up to pay, I like noticed the arrows and was like, "Oh, oh did, my but bad. did no one tell you about the arrows?" No. Then you're good. Okay. See, every time I've gone into Sobeys, there's been someone there who's like, "You got to take a card. It gets disinfected. Then you got to follow the arrows." And I'm like, "Got it. Been here three times already. Got it." Um, but it is still stressful to me where I'm like, I gotta get in and out as quick as possible. I gotta know. And then, like, there was one time that I got mostly everything, and I was like, fuck, I forgot this one thing. And then I was like, it's too late. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm already in the line. It's too late. That'll have to wait until the next time. Yeah. It feels just so urgent that, and, like, stressful. Yeah. That's where my anxiety comes from. Like, I'm not, I am a little afraid of getting sick because I have asthma. So it's like a little bit, like, it's a little higher risk, not severe or anything. But, like, people, people getting confrontational or people, like, judging me on not, doing everything exactly right is like that's where I'm so stressed out about going out like yeah. a lot of the time now I don't between grocery store trips there's things I need I go to the needs up the street because it's 24 hours so I can go at like 2 a.m nobody's gonna be in there I can take like a second to think about the few oh, things that I good. need and get out yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm gonna pay more but like there's also way less people around so like yeah I pay more for the convenience store price but a little less stressful Have you guys use grocery deliveries uh, like yet like um like there's a couple like there's this one called curia curia can't really say it right coria c-o-u-r-y-a i think it is and it's similar to that but they deliver to you oh okay um so i, I have... feel like i couldn't do that i need to like walk around and see what i need I'm trying to get my like the be- like heavier items delivered because I pinched a nerve carrying groceries that were too heavy recently, and that fucking hurts. <laughs> my bad. That's that's why I call out my current workout is I buy too much at the grocery store and then have to drag it all home. <laughs> yeah. and uh, it, it works a lot of muscles. I'm always the one that's like I can do it, independent woman, and then I'm like everything hurts and my shoulder everything. is dead. So and you got cats, so like it's that's heavy shit to carry around litter. the food and the litter. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna get like my beverages delivered and my kitty, kitty litter delivered. I think I've just been getting my sister to drive me, but she makes me sit like in the back corner of her car. Really? <laughs> I was wondering that what people are doing for drives and like cabs and stuff. Yeah. Like, cause I haven't taken cab in forever, but like I'm wondering what the precautions are. I've taken a few cabs. It, I think it's, like, up to the driver. There's a few with, like, plexiglass, and then there's, like, a few who are just wearing masks and gloves. Mm. I don't have a mask Yeah, I took yet. one home. Yeah, I, I took like one the, home from Walmart, and it was fine. I like the it one with the normal. plexiglass. Plexiglass, yeah. Yeah. I, I felt like I was uh, in a cop car or something. Or, like, a, a New York <laughs> cab. 
Yeah. 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 Um, I was going to say, I, I don't have a mask and I don't know if I should have a mask. I haven't worn one outside. I don't know. I, I still am confused as to where people are landing on that. I know. There's so many articles. It's like, do you, do you, don't you mo- I think, talk moistly? I, I don't know. I think with masks, it's like. To do. I, I wear a scarf. If you're going somewhere like highly populated, just have something to cover your face. Like a grocery store? Would a grocery store count? Yeah. Okay. Just like, even if it's just like a bandana or a shirt or something, like it's not like protecting you from getting the virus, but it's protecting it from spreading. So I feel like more promote it that you should be wearing it. More people wear them unless it spreads. Right. Okay. No, that's, that's totally fair. Um, because I also heard, like, unless it's a certain kind of mask, and they, I think they said something like, if you can feel your breath through what you're putting in front of it, it's not doing shit. Wow. I, I think I saw a lady in the... Again, too oh, specific. Yeah, and specific, just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just try, just try your best. So don't be hating yes! on people trying. Just try your best. That's what it should be. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a lady in the store, and she had the mask on, but it was pulled down so her nose was exposed. And I'm uh, like, what the... the- fucking point is that that that's just a muzzle uh, i have yeah. seen a lot of people doing that and i'm like that's not your best yeah <laughs> that is not your best <laughs> just pull it up a little you, you make pull it up a little. you make such a good point though because i think that like tensions are so high and there's this constant i don't know if you guys have found this online like looking at statuses and stuff uh hopefully you didn't post one and i didn't notice but uh like you know just the like Stay the fuck home and uh, stay home, you jackass. Like, like this very aggressive, like, approach. I don't know if that's the right way to go about it. You know? My, uh, no, my, like- my favorite posts are the people being like, oh, my gosh, when I went to the grocery store today, I saw so many people. Stay home, people. I'm like, they're doing the same thing as you, ma'am. Yes! <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. yeah. It's just like everyone needs to just kind of relax a bit. Look out for themselves because you can't control other people. You can't. Yeah. Um, and also, like, assuming that you are. How do I even say this? Assuming, like, the news is telling us to stay home. The news is telling us what to do, like, and what we should and shouldn't do. But then people are still posting, like, it's important to social distance. And it's just like, we know. We've been hearing this. <laughs> yeah. What makes you think that you are more important than see like the news you know what i mean like this is just it and i just think it's yeah. it's try your best should be the new slogan yeah. god love my mom but it's like she sends me like every article about like canada and like what benefits i can get and everything i'm like yeah i know like i read it's been jammed in our throats I, re- I read the internet like i facebook popped up and it was like do you want to get constant covid updates like i'm pretty sure they're already in my feed constantly. <laughs> yeah. I don't need more Facebook fuck right off. The best represent- representation I saw of that was the other day I uh, was scrolling through Instagram and like one of those accounts of like just like of like a hot Instagram model but she like was had all this like COVID awareness stuff and then like the top comment below it was like excuse me we come here for ass. Yeah! Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. You're you still serve your purpose that you served before this. It's just now yeah. we're all inside. Yeah. So now we need more. We need ass more than ever. We need butts more days. than ever. Yeah. Yeah. We need thirst traps more than ever too. I think. <laughs> I love. I love all these. I love just seeing 
how because no one's really out doing cool things, so there's no new pictures. So people are, and I'm doing it too. I'm posting old pictures. I'm like, remember <laughs> back then? And then you know, I I did a couple new ones because I I planned it, but um. But it's just funny. So people are doing that or they're posting like pictures from old vacations. Like like we're all getting very nostalgic for back when things were fun. That's I've seen a lot of that. One uh one of the bad things about the posting the old stuff is uh I haven't videotaped many of my jokes, so I've just posted like three jokes all from the same set. Oh really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, I hope people don't notice that I'm wearing the exact same That's thing. That's okay though. I think a lot of people a lot of com- comedians do that, don't they? Yeah, I feel like it's good to, like, mix it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Vicky? Are you getting into, like, posts and stuff or, like, doing any comedy? Like, I feel like I'm seeing a lot of comedians join TikTok, and it's unnerving. Yeah, um, I am on TikTok, but I don't make TikTok. I'm on TikTok to, to watch. watch all of the other ridiculous fucking people that are on there. Like I started seeing them. I was a big fan of the, your mom's house podcast. Oh, uh, what's your mom's house? Oh, okay. Yeah. And she got really into TikTok, and she shows like curated videos. And I'm like, these people are like the realest, weirdest fucking people ever. So like, that's, that's what I use TikTok for. So I'm not doing any kind of video. I kind of want to, but I'm still so new in my standup that I'm concerned about putting video at this level out right. there. Um, so I'm trying to find like other ways to do stuff. I, mean, I haven't quite figured it out yet, but I and that's trying okay, to find though. a way to do But something. that's okay. Cause like, this is just a fucked up time. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I put my energy into, into writing. Like, uh, unfortunately a lot of my jokes come from personal experience. So it's hard to get a lot of that that's not corona related but i'm like watching a lot of weird ass documentaries and all kinds of that stuff that i can just like maybe bring up and talk about yeah well i was gonna ask when it's all over i was gonna ask if either of you have like any like funny observations during this time that like you think might turn into a joke or like things that are like that you've noticed like just people's behaviors or like durham like like so you have a girlfriend right are you are you quarantined with her uh sort of kind of she like she like drives me to work sometimes to avoid the bus so we still see each other because it's like okay but not like 24 7 no that's good because i can't imagine being a new couple and like being quarantined 24 7 right now yeah that'd be a lot that would be really really a lot of breakups (laughs) yeah but oddly enough probably a lot of like proposal like things are gonna move at hyperspeed Oh yeah, you have like everything, all all the first within like four months, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, first first love, first abortion, all of it. <laughs> Just at home abortions. <laughs> they're still doing abortions. Oh, they must still be doing abortions. Yeah. They're they're an essential service. They are. Are they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I only know that because I saw like some Twitter thing about like uh, an abortion doctor going at it with like uh, some catholic priest guy oh holy shit yeah oh wow because it was all mad that the churches were closed but the abortion clinic was open oh wow well i've i have you guys seen like any clips news clips from the states of these crazy people who are still going to church uh no i've heard about it but i heard people in cape breton like someone's telling me like all those little like communities they're all still going to church too just insane like that was 
and that was where the first death was and it's just like oh i wonder why yeah. like who knows if well, it it's is all part of like, god's plan yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 if the plan sucks then <laughs> then see you later have fun have fun yeah. in the afterlife Oh, it's just crazy. People like, so are you guys people who are like, are you the types to consume a lot of news or are you, are you more like, I don't want to hear it. That's, you know what I mean? Like, how are you approaching? I like, I like, I like check what's going on in Halifax every day. Yeah. See the Halifax updates. But other than that, like, I like, unlike my Reddit, I like took off all the news ones. Oh, did you? yeah, and like I don't watch like cable or st- and stuff like that, so I can avoid it pretty easily. I mean, I know it's always going on because I can't go anywhere except work and home. Right. But <laughs> yeah, I actually pretty much do the same. Like I check the I check like the local Halifax stuff and see what's going on, and um, like if anything big big has come up, someone will have posted it on my exactly. Facebook, and then I just yeah I try to step away from it for the most part except I do have a Facebook friend who's real conspiracy theory Ugh. um Ooh. so I've been, I've been consuming a lot of that because well, that's, that's just uh, entertaining because it's so that's, crazy that's entertaining but I try and step back and stay away from it because it's too much it just gets I, I don't need to be reminded of how miserable shit is so just try and like consume things that media that makes me happy yeah and like like with reddit too i it was something else like years ago that made me take like all of the news stuff off my feed like i know i can go and get the information if i want it but i'm gonna choose to just look at cat videos and like shit like that probably the better way i scroll late at night yeah, yeah, you can't be, especially uh, all the corona stuff, you can't be scrolling that late at night. That's when you need the cat videos. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm doing it all wrong, but I'm also just like, my anxiety is very high scale right now. Like, it's like, it's weird. Like, I'm not really concerned about, like, what I'm going to do for work. Like, I'm not concerned about my personal life. I'm more like, is the world ending? Am I going to get sick? Are people I love going to die? are like it's just it's more high scale now and i need to like i need to create more of a bubble and start getting more like back into my life kind of thing but it's it's hard when those news stories are like everywhere yeah Yeah. they keep pushing things back and back and back and that's just like so and there's no and no one knows that like there's no um hope No. Yeah. It doesn't feel like there's no any hope. There's no like timeline. There's no like no one no one says the same thing when they're asked how long will this last? Like some people say June, some people say July, some people say a year. Well, it's like every date, like every time someone gives like we're starting back on this date, it's like we're tentatively starting back on this date. So it's yeah. all like, oh, so you're just like trying to say something but we all have no idea we all have no idea and i was i was on a zoom call with two girlfriends last night and i was saying like i don't want to be too bold in this statement but like i kind of feel like and maybe this is just movies teaching me differently but like why aren't the scientists just like getting together and (laughs) figuring this shit out faster (laughs) i I was thinking today that this whole thing does feel like it feels like the start of an apocalypse movie where they're just like showing the slow beginnings. Yes. And it just feels like that, like with like, especially like the early stages with like all like the government, like with like the state's government denying that it's happening. Yeah. And stuff. It just feels very cinematic. It does. It's weird to think that years from now there could be movies about this. Yeah. Oh, I think it'll I was... be pretty quick after in this Hollywood. Yeah. It'll someone's be... probably I'm concerned about like now. 
It'll be it'll be within ten years, and the United States will be the heroes. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> it's all the political fallout that I'm starting to get afraid of because, yeah. like, you know, Trump's doing stuff about like trying to buy pharmacy companies and like restricting this and that, and like seeing other countries start to do that, and then people like like socially and economically, like people are starting to see that oh maybe we need healthcare and like you know universal income and all that, and that's I think gonna maybe make a big change in a lot of places and also just like i'm so stressed out about like stuff that we don't even know that's going on anymore like that stuff freaks me out like you know there's countries who are in peril before all of this all kinds of stuff going on like food shortages and things like that and like um that stuff is like that kind of freaks me out a lot more than just like riding through it but it's like you're on a roller coaster and you don't know when it's gonna end and that's like where my anxiety yeah. comes from it's like if we- i would just like a like a like a, a, a goal post that i'm i'm search like reaching for just let me know and like maybe there'll be like a light at the end of that title because for me it's like personal purpose like what's my purpose right now like people who still have jobs you still have a purpose but like not having a purpose is what really truly like freaks me out, depresses me, stresses me out. Like I don't like that. Like I feel yeah, I, I feel like I'm, I'm living close to getting like a Sophie's I'm living for my cat. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm really close to getting like a trying to get like a Sobe's job or something like that just because like I legitimately concerned about my mental health after like just being stuck inside all the time and just like I have like good times and bad times, but sometimes I just like take my weighted blanket and like curl under it like I'm a turtle and just like Jesus, wish it was over. It sucks. I like, feel you just... hard. I, th- I feel like you and I are on the same level. It must. It must just feel like you're just constantly waiting for something, yeah. and it's just yes. never coming. I can't even like decide on like what shows to watch or video games to play. It's like I have nothing but time, but I don't want to do any of the things I would love to do when I have time. Right? Because like, it, it took me. Like I've been trying for weeks to find a video game to like get into, and everything I've tried to play like just won't grab me, and I just get fed up and stop playing. I'm the same way. I'm like, there's so many shows I've been meaning to watch, but I just can't be like, watch this one, do it, let go, and just be be someone who consumes media. Um, it's very strange, and it's also very strange to have a time in your life where you're like, no matter what I have to do, I could always do it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah like no matter what it, it, is, it was a little like it was a bit of a relief for a while because I was getting some stuff done and I still like get a few things like my apartment's always been messy and there's still like because I had when my ex moved out and I had two roommates they left a bunch of shit behind and everything just needs to be organized so I'm slowly getting that done and I feel less guilty about it taking so long but um it's still just like yeah fuck. <laughs> I have all this time and I'm still like my apartment's still pretty much a mess like some things are I threw out some things and organized like a shelf, but it's still a shithole. Well, and I mean, I think the thing is, is that that's okay. You know, like, I think that that's the main message people should take away from this is like, no matter how you're dealing, it's okay to do like, because no one knows what the fuck's going on. Yeah, (laughs) man, so much anxiety in here. Like, you don't seem that anxious, Durham, though. Well, no, because I like I'm pretty lucky to still have a job and like, yeah. And like I work, I still I'm still working at least forty hours a week. So it's literally, it's just 
no stand up. Is is the productivity the like do you find your productivity levels at work are affected? Well, my job is pretty low productivity anyway. Cause it's just like a home with three guys with autism, and right now we're just in quarantine, so we don't go out or anything. Oh. So it's just just right now about keeping them entertained. Right. And so oh, yeah. working, and and are they younger than you? Uh, no, they're like all around my age. They're all under twenty. Oh, okay. And is this something that you always like? You always want to do, like. No, it's just something I've always been kind of good at. Like in high school, I did Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Then I worked uh, for a camp with people with disabilities. And then I dropped out of university and needed a job. And it pays better than minimum wage. That's amazing. Oh, you dropped out of university. That's kind of badass. Yeah. (laughs) Not really. I just hated it. (laughs) How many years of university did you do? Uh, I like... It was kind of like a slow dropout. Like I did like a good like two years where I hated it. And I was in uh, I was in commerce. So like business with all like the cocky business bros. And I just didn't fit in at all. And then I uh, switched to economics and was like doing that like part time. And I just like slowly like I did three classes and then two classes and one class. And was like, I'm just going to drop out. Right. Did, Did were you like when you made that decision? Was it like an easy decision to make? Like, I know, I know if that was me, like I would be, what are people going to think of me? And internet, or like, did any of that come into play at all? Or were you just like, eh, uh, I don't want to. So I'm done. Not, not really. Cause I've always, I've always, uh, the only person who like my mom got really angry about it because, uh, she was always like, you can't do anything without an education, which is fair. I'm going to need to get educated eventually. But, uh, no, so I got some pushback from her, but among my friends and stuff, everyone knew that I hated school and that like I would I was the type of student who just never went to class and would just show up for the test and exams and hope to pass. Did you did you end up like were you fairly smart? Like could you swing that? Yeah, I could like I could like go and like study for an exam for like three days and like get a C. Wow. Yeah. Damn. But other but then there would be like the odd like elective that I'd fail because I'd just never show up. Like, I remember in my first year of university, I failed a class called The Philosophy of Sex and Love. You failed it? Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. sounds like my an girlfriend awesome says class, it makes sense. Though. I would be very interested in that class. Uh, it was, like, the times I did show up, it was just very heavy on the philosophy. Love it. Which Love it. All was, about it. I was just lost. Really? And, like, my... The teacher, she was quite the woman. She was like, she reminded me of someone who would play like, like a witch in an 80s movie. She had like hair like out to here and just like how she presented herself. She was like big eyes and so excited about how there's no such thing as genders or sex. Oh, okay. Kind of hippie woo woo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. A lot of drapey, like, sweater cardigan type things. Oh, yeah. and, I can yeah. picture her. And I want to be friends with her. <laughs> oh, I'm sure she's great to be friends with. But... <laughs> to learn from not so much. No. Well, I, who knows? I went to, like, three classes. Wow. Wow. And, sorry, did you say where you went to school? Did I miss that? Uh, Dal. Uh, Dal. Okay, got you. Yeah. Got you. Got you. And you're originally from where? Uh, New Brunswick, Brunswick. A, really small, a really small town called St. George. Why is that familiar? I don't know. It's like St. Andrews is near there. That's a touristy oh, okay. spot. Okay, 
say that's that's kind of where it is. So what 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 was it like for you growing up in such a small New Brunswick it town? Was, it was weird. Well, the, the weirdest thing about it was uh, my mom was the vice principal of my high school. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, that really so, sucks. No, no, no fun for you. Uh, I uh, well, I was like part of like student council and stuff, so I'd always be like, I'm gonna do creative skipping. Where I just like say to a teacher, I'm off doing student council work, so they wouldn't tell my mom that I skipped. Oh wow! Yeah, because teachers teachers would like go down to my mom and be like, Durham was talking in class today, and I'd be like, What? (laughs) (laughs) My mom used to volunteer a lot at the school and keep keep an eye on on me a little bit. Like it wasn't quite so bad, but she would get super involved and stuff, um, which was good, but also like give me some fucking space yeah actually no my mom yeah my mom was my mom was too involved and like since uh since she was like the vice principal and like so i was a bench warmer in like all sports i played and since my mom was the vice principal and was my coach's bosses she felt she could say something and i was like mom please don't say something just because i'm not good at the sport (laughs) yeah Oh my god, that's like so similar to my mom though. My mom, okay, th- this is worse though. Okay. So my mom, I got a job at Dairy Queen when I was in grade 11. And I was and still am not a morning person, but they had me, you know, back in high school working until sometimes I think 11 p.m. like in high school, which is late back in high school um because you had to be up at like six or seven in the morning and I wasn't dealing well with that and on my third day she actually quit for me (laughs) she like she called them and quit like put in my notice for me like that's how involved as a parent she was so I feel that very hard and that's that is yeah like, they think that they mean well, but they're just not quite hitting it. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. I know. She I see that a lot well. at the mall. Oh, I bet. Oh, sorry, oh. go ahead. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot at the mall, a lot of um, parents come in and, like, apply with their kid for the job. Like, they, like, help them hand in the resume and, like, push them over and everything. And I'm just like, yeah, that's going right in the trash. Like, if you can't <laughs> come over and talk to me, then you can't talk to people to sell them shit. Seriously, so. though. Let you go. Call center for you. Makes you wonder too if like if, if you were to have kids, if you would be the same way. Like just out of sort of how you were raised kind of thing. Or if you would be like, No, I'm gonna give the kids the childhood that I didn't have. And just let them be crazily independent. Yeah. Well I, I wouldn't go that but far. To a bad degree. What's that? <laughs> but to a bad degree. Yeah. I've seen that as well, like parents who just weren't weren't at all strict, and I I can see the I can see the pros and cons of both, and I I don't know which I'd rather have to be honest, because I grew up with a really strict upbringing, but then I was able to like have a lot of fun in college, and those kids that didn't have strict upbringings, who were getting drunk in grade seven, like college was like nothing to them, you know. But I feel like there's an advantage to that because like I feel like I was one of those kids that like was like really really good in high school but like in high school I was like because of who my mom was I was like one of those kids like oh I don't drink I don't need to drink to have fun me too yeah 
But then I get to university, turns out drinking's really fun, and I never go to class. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it started like that, and then it was like one drink, I tried one joint, and then the next thing you know, it's just like, oh, right, fun. Out the window. <laughs> Something that, well, yeah, and like I was a good kid almost by necessity as well, not because my, I lived rural, like in such a rural area, and I went to like such a small all-girls school that like there wasn't much for me to do to like get into any trouble because I couldn't walk anywhere. And like my mom, I think my parents like made the best call by we were horse people by getting me a horse because that makes sure your daughter's going to stay a virgin for a <laughs> while, at least, at least through high school. <laughs> Cause that's all you do. That's all you do. And no, there's like always like, there's always one token guy at the barn. He's never good. Like never very interesting. And like, you're just around women all the time. See, You said that and- it would make you a virgin, but I heard that you can lose your virginity on a horse. Oh yeah, that that would be so uncomfortable. Like I hear people make that joke, and like I remember riding, and like yeah, sometimes your pussy would get sore because like you'd be hitting like the the like horn doing the doing the rising. Do you you know the rising trot? I took horseback riding for two years, baby. I know. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that one that one was better because like you weren't hitting your box off the off it. You were more like up Up and and down, down. but like. Yeah, if you had, like, a horse that, like, sometimes they would do this thing where, like, they would trot really fast instead of going into the canter, which is more of, like, a but up, but up, like, move. So they would just trot really fast, and you would just be bouncing, and it would, uh, you know, you get, you get a little chafy, a little sore sometimes. Like, not major issues, but when people make that joke, I'm just like, no, that's not, that's not how it works at all. It's maybe not. Uh, maybe your horse just wasn't graceful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I rode a lot of horses. Uh, yeah. but you said that you had there's a slut joke you had it. a horse like it was yours yeah that's pretty badass yeah i did eventually get my own horse yeah pretty badass that um, you had that. i wrote like a took a long time like i like had ponies and like would go do lessons on like the school horses and things like that until like my parents were sure that like i was ready for like my own wow and like we had two little like old ponies when i was real little little and like my parents both had their own their own horses and stuff so we had like a little farm that's pretty so. badass it was a lot of fun. It it sounds bougier than it than it is, but uh, it was you know we loved animals and my dad grew up with them and my mom grew up riding too. So it was just kind of like our family. Well, that's family a huge thing. responsibility to have as a kid. Like, it's a lot, and like you know you have to not only just like the the, the chores and stuff, which obviously your parents help with, but even just like tacking your horse up yeah. to go for a ride is a lot of work. Like you have to like you know the, the saddle is heavy and then you have to clean all the tack off after. It teaches you a lot of responsibility, it's a whole process, and patience, yeah, yeah, and just like a certain amount of courage because you have to be the courageous one. Because if you're scared, the horse is scared and all that exactly. kind of stuff. Exactly, they're so sensitive to us too, horses. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Speaking of parents, though, I do have a question for both of you. Did you guys ever have a moment as kids where you got in trouble that like you still think about to this day because like they yelled at you so much? Like, like uh, <laughs> I, I have a moment that like I completely lied and I, but I didn't get yelled at. But I know that my mom knows that. Oh, I lied. really? What was the lie? So, so uh, remember those like ad lib things? <laughs> like Mad Libs? Yeah, yeah, Mad, Mad Libs. Yeah. So you like add things into it. Well, we had we had a book of them in grade seven in class, and we were all writing in them. And you know, the future comedian I am. I put in a lot of inappropriate things. Oh. Like I would just <laughs> things that don't make sense. I would just be like, dick. 
fuck, <laughs> vagina. Just wrote that in. Anyways, teacher finds it, brings it to my mother, since she's the vice principal. And then, so she's like questioning all the students that were in there. Then like keeps me after. And it's like, Durham, I know that this was your writing. Is it your writing? And I was just like, nope, not me. But oh my like my, if you ever see my writing, it's very, very distinct. Is it, is it distinct me. bad or distinct good? Distinct bad. Like, like a child's writing? Yeah, it's like my writing now is the same that it was when I was 12 years old. I have so many friends like that. But I heard that the messier your writing is, like the more creative you are. (laughs) Oh, good, because mine's a disaster. I was having an argument with someone about uh, how, uh, because he was getting mad at me about my spelling. And I said, creative people don't need to learn how to spell. Oh my God, I'm so bad at spelling, you guys. Like it's, it's real bad. Um, I was doing a logo for a good friend of mine today, and I literally misspelled her fucking last name. And, no, I, and no. I was just like, I don't know. In all fairness, like, it was close. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, I have no excuse. This is why I don't do uh, graphic design professionally. <laughs> like, this is exactly why I cannot get paid for this or could never be like, I was never really good at like, and I'm still not good at uh, words with double letters. Like, I never know. Like, there's certain words Word? that I just suck at. Words with like like success with multiple yeah. double letters always throw me through a loop. I'm like, which one am I doubling here? Yeah, that's me too. Yeah, those ones probably get me too. I am a pretty decent speller. I did take English and was like a big writer like all through my life. But there's certain ones like I still have trouble with um, like schedule for schedule. some reason. I don't know why. You know what my biggest one is? Guarantee. Oh, yes. Fuck guarantee. My <laughs> biggest one is beautiful. Instead of beautiful, it's B-E-A-T. I B-E-A-T. Put. <laughs> uh, beautiful. beautiful. Hey, that could be like, <laughs> you could almost urban dictionary that as like, because like for makeup, they call it beat. Like oh. you got a good beat on. Yeah. If you got a good makeup look, you could say that you're beautiful. Like you're, uh, I'll you use got a that. good, we should put that in urban dictionary. Have you guys ever just there looked up random words on urban dictionary? Cause if no, but I know what I'm gonna do if later. You actually look up um, "intoxicated" and how I spell it and everything. It actually like it actually fits. So I'm gonna look it up right now. So it says, um, "Someone's so involved in their conversation that the world around them disappears." Oh, I'm like okay. I like that, and that fits. I think. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's funny. I wonder what like I wonder if you look up names if that. Uh, I did look up my name the other day, but it just started saying like all the places that are called Durham. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. Let's see, Durham. There's like a couple towns, and there's a university. Yeah, one of one of the top UK UK universities thinks of itself as better than Oxford or Cambridge. <laughs> I uh, it's stuck I up. follow them on. I follow them on Twitter. I follow them and uh, Durham Regional Police. And with Durham Regional Police, when I like show something good, I like to say, "Hey guys, Durham here. Love the love the. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) That's so funny. I was actually thinking the other day about Twitter stuff and how uh, Andrew Vaughn, like we called him the Big Cat, that was his nickname. Um, He used to tell me that on Twitter, he would get some Twitter account. 
um, liking his tweets all the time because he would sometimes mention his nickname, Big Cat. And I was trying to scroll back when I went on his Twitter. I was trying to scroll back to try to find a tweet that said Big Cat in it, but I couldn't. Um, but I was wondering if it was actually Big Cat Rescue from Tiger King. <laughs> that would be amazing. Right? Because, like, that would make sense because they have a big online, fo- like, following. And I'm wondering if it was them. Wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah. That'd be crazy. Means, I feel like, 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 big celebrities and big companies, like, some have, like, some weird algorithm. Because, like, when I post stuff on, like, Twitter and when I, like, post stand up on Instagram, I'll, like, randomly sometimes get liked by like a semi-famous comedian or like the comedy store or something but like do you ever wonder if they're like i whenever i get a like like that i'm just like is this a genuine like or is this a bot yeah yeah that's what i always i always assume it's a bot I, i used to like in my like really early days of podcasting i i used to like to think it was real you know (laughs) <laughs> but then the, but there's so many of these like spam accounts that are just like it's so obviously spam yeah and it's so like it, it makes it feel so like disingenuous like what are your guys's feelings on social media in general like do you think it's evil <laughs> <laughs> i use it begrudgingly um it comes in very handy for a lot of things and i've had to like really learn instagram yeah. with i finally stand up and then i also do we have to post instagrams for the store i work at as right. well so trying to like come up with that content all the time has forced me to kind of learn it but i had no idea like about anything new like i don't do snapchat i don't have like I, like facebook and instagram is that i don't do twitter like it's too too much i feel like people want my attention all the time or like i'm supposed to give my attention to it too much yeah and i don't like to do that yeah, it's exhausting. Um, I think social media has pretty good uses. I think people use it too much. But uh As long as you use it like, right. I'll, yeah, like I love going on Facebook and getting invited to a good event. I get pumped. Hey, yeah, yeah no, that's a good that's actually a really good point. I mean, like I think I think personally I would just hate life without it. You know, like Yeah. You probably get more phone calls. I yeah. love talking on the phone. Like I like I know that a lot. Like Only a few people. Yeah, I do. with friends, I I like it. I'm a big fan. Like if I'm like planning something over text, like trying to make plans, I'll just be like, "All right, are you fine if I just call you for a second? Yes. I always yes. do. I I yeah, really well, appreciate yeah. that because actually it reminds me of when I did the Intoxicated Live show. I had never met Brian Otter from New Brunswick ever, and he he and I were DMing. Um, cause like we kind of knew each other just through social media or whatever. We never met in person. And literally he was like, can I call you and like run some ideas by you? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And I loved that. I was like, that is like, that's what the world needs. You know, like a good phone conversation, yeah. even if you don't know the person, apparently a lot of people, Ooh, this is something online dating right now is interesting. Because I've heard a of lot this. of people are doing like FaceTime or phone dates with like just their Tinder matches. That huh. sounds horrifying. Right? Yeah. Like, not a fan of that. Like at least like out like that's that's like why you don't do a dinner date on a first Tinder date, so it doesn't feel like a face to face interview. So you have something else to do besides talk. So I feel like just the Zoom 
date would be a so Zoom date would be, I, I wouldn't mind a phone call. If it was someone that I yeah. was texting with regularly and I actually really enjoyed, I would, I would be like, let's chat. But like, I feel like FaceTime yeah, or like a couple this phone conversations. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like a couple conversations and then you work up to like the FaceTime video chat. Yeah. Like it's the, yeah. It's the new like steps. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like at, at a time like this, like if you get a connection with some someone, are you just like starting like, all right, so let's start this relationship as long distance? Like, is that how? I don't know. Yeah, that's actually really good. Yeah. Just... Or like, what are they leading to? Like, are they just saying to each other over Skype? Like, oh, can't wait to see you in uh, 2021. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> right? And like, if you really like them and like, because like, I am a firm believer that you can develop really good relationships by distance i'm a firm believer in that um but i do also think that if like if you were to enter a relationship be boyfriend girlfriend you gotta know what each other are like in the physical realm before you ever put a title on that i think you could be like we're seeing each other we are dating but like we're not boyfriend girlfriend until you can hang out in uh... in the real world a bit you ever watch a 90 Day Fiance? I haven't yet. So I watched oh. all of Love is Blind. So 90 Day Fiance is the next thing I think I have to get into. 90 That's Day Fiance is like the trashy Love is Blind. Yeah. And it's amazing. I should probably get into I'm that. really excited to watch it. They talk about it on your mom's house a lot. And I've been watching just a lot of it because I got really into Tom Segura and Christina P. But they, they say it's like pretty amazing yeah. um, for bad reality I would, TV. I would say it is... It's a pretty tough watch alone, but it's one of the funnest shows to watch with other people. Oh, well, Durham, that's useless for me right now. Which is terrible for now. Rub it in, why don't you? You can do Zoom 90 Day Fiance parties. Could that be a thing? Literally, literally, 90 Day Fiance has a show that's like a spinoff of it's just old cast members talking about the current show while it's fun. That's how good talking about it is. There's like four seasons of this show, apparently. Oh, there's so many seasons and like spinoffs. It's very I heard intense. someone say that you could start at season four if you want to start at. I feel like you can start anywhere. Yeah, you like, don't really have to start I at just, the beginning. Yeah, like just start at the start of a season. Like you know what's going well, on. Well, I mean, we um, oh, Derm, you weren't in on this debates that we did recently, but one of the debates from Thursday night was arranged marriages. I like whether they're like you're for or against arranged marriages. And I'm like, the older I get, the more I want one. <laughs> just take the. Yeah, just get placed with someone and be like, you're stuck I, with me. Let's figure this I shit out. I set up. Like, why haven't I been set up? That's like my main question. I'm like, do people just not know single dudes? Or is it like what you said, Vicky, about like, you just don't know the right person kind of thing? Yeah. Oh, so I know all comedians pretty much, so that that makes it a little harder. I'm okay with that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like I'm not opposed. Do people just still do that though? People just still do that though. Be like, oh, I have a friend who'd be great for you. Let's set that up. I haven't heard of that happening only on. I've been set up once, and it was actually a really good date. And the guy just didn't have romantic feelings for me. Tale as old as time. Um, typical Uh, loser. Uh, No. I've done a few, like, not, like, setup setups, but, like, you know, we we all go to the same thing as, like, a group. Like, we all go to karaoke, and maybe we make sure that the chair next to the, you know, the next to the one person is open or whatever. 
Um, yeah, those are more natural. Stealthy. stealthy yeah, those kind of natural things. And also I've done like the non-stealthy setup where um, I had two groups of friends um, at the Oasis and one of them leans over and she goes, that guy over there that's with your other table, like, is he single? And I'm like, I don't know, but I will find out. She's like, no, no, no. I'm like, no, I'm on this. And I just like hop off my chair, one of those tall chairs, hop off, roll on over. I'm like, hey, I know we've met a dozen times, but I forget your name. And I got his name. And I was like, my friend over there wants to know if you are single. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, all right. I grabbed his hand and I just hauled that's him over amazing, to the table. I'm like, so-and-so, this is so-and-so. I, yes. I feel like that's <laughs> way better. Yeah, I have no subtle, like, you put a little bit of beer in me, and I have no subtlety. Like, my, like, I tell, like, my guy friends when we're out at the Oasis, like, like, if you see a girl you want to talk to, like, I'll do the recon. Like, I'll make friends with her in the bathroom. Like, I, I'll just damn. give me a target. Holy shit. Like, let me, help me okay, help well, you. Okay, we do have a guy here. Durham, what do you think of the direct approach? Like, like of a guy being a direct a or a girl being direct? Oh, it's yeah. great, because it's like you know what's up exactly there's no there's no guesswork yeah. like if a girl's direct with me i'm just gonna have so much more confidence because i'm like oh they're definitely but, into okay. me where i'm like what I'm if trying. you're not into her oh uh, uh, i mean that's not something i've encountered often <laughs> oh, okay uh, but uh i don't know i, I feel like i just like play it I, off I truly do think most guys appreciate it and it yeah even even if it wasn't someone I'm interested in, I'd be very flattered. I'd probably still blush. Right. Yeah, I think friends. You're. I think Vicky, you're on the right track. Like, I think girlfriends, especially, need, we need to be more aggressive. And um, yeah, I mean, it's hard. I mean, I talk a big game, but it can be still hard to like work up that courage to go and even just like for myself or to help somebody else out. But like sometimes you just, you know, after the the last couple of you know years of my life and everything going crazy i'm like fuck it like he's got time to to sit around and and waste waste it like let's just let's get on this like let's see if these people can meet let's see if we can make them like smash parts and if they don't they can go away and so right. you know let's just get out there and meet as many different people as you can and death like, is upon why us like why death is, is upon us yeah. Yeah, a couple yeah, we, years don't, we ago. don't know when the next covid could happen when we finally get out so like you know true get on it a couple of years ago i tried like the direct approach like as a guy like being like just like asking a girl out yeah. and stuff i remember i uh, asked out this this girl at uh, she worked at a convenience store i was going to a lot and i thought we had a bit of a connection she just said no and it was just like oh shit this is why people um, don't do this why no. you do it over How did tinder she say no is the question yeah. oh she she said no nicely okay. That's a th- she still said no nicely and still is just but like, even oh. that like even saying no like I I I get scared to reject people so I'll Same I'll way. divert <laughs> like I'll just change the subject because I don't like getting rejected so I don't like to reject people so if I feel a guy is like leaning towards something and I did have one guy who I met at a speed dating event. Who was was not in my age range? Older guy, like fifties. Um, messaged me on like Facebook Messenger, being like, "So like this is random, but do you like older men?" And I was just very much so like, "Sarah, you got to be direct with this, because otherwise he's gonna think you're flirting." So I was literally just like, "Depends on the older guy, but right now I'm not interested in anyone, or, or I'm not, right now I'm not interested in dating anyone," is what I said. And he was like, "All right, thank you for the honesty," and I was like. You're welcome. And then that was it. 
And I didn't put myself in a situation where I was like trying to be overly nice or like try to accommodate. It's stuff like that we got to start stop doing as women, I think, personally. Yeah. One of my favorite things from a podcast is uh, my favorite murder. Yes. And they say, uh, fuck politeness. Because like, politeness will get you murdered. Like, if you're just trying to like not make a fuss or not make a scene, like, that's the shit that we all need to learn. It's just like, get loud when people are being shitty like make a make a scene yeah. like don't do things to not cause a fuss and just like that and like i feel like yeah. any guy who opens with do you like older men is not the type of older guy like that just you instantly made it yeah you instantly made it creepy but what if he yeah. was a younger guy opening with that like being like do you like younger guys <laughs> i think it would be less no I just think a young- it would be less creepy no just a younger yeah. guy being like you like older oh, men oh yeah that would be weird <laughs> That would be weird. I feel like when an older man asks if you like older men, he's interested in a certain power yes. dynamic. And I'm not about that. Like, if a younger guy asked me if I was into younger people, I'm like, well, I'm kind of like, you know, the the, the higher level on that one. So it's just exactly. like, go for it. And I'm emotionally immature, so it's fine <laughs> with me. But there's something about old, always like the, the big age gap that's always kind of creeped me out about like some relationship like you read online yeah. and things like that. It's just like, there's, there's a whole thing where you have like this much more wealth of experience. Um, and it might not always just be age it might be like experience and all that, but like it's, there's a dynamic where you want to be in control instead of in a relationship. True. I, I, I tend to say 10, I wouldn't go above 10 years. I think that's probably like a good number. Yeah. So that would be yeah. 43 for me. Yeah. Uh, so Derm, you are, you have a girlfriend. How did you meet? Tinder. Tinder. And how did that whole thing dance go down for you guys? Uh, we went on a Tinder date and then continued to what do did so. You do? <laughs> pretty straight. Derm's like, this is pretty straightforward, Sarah. This is how it works. In case you don't know, this is what happens. I'm like, I don't fucking know. I haven't done this in eight years, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> what was your first date, though? That's, that's always what I like to hear. Uh, we went to Two Doors Down, and I remember I uh, had lost my ID. So I just kept saying, I need to order really confidently so they don't ID us. You didn't tell her that and you lost it? No, oh, I did. Okay. That's how I that's how I opened the date. It was like, hey, by the way, I don't have an ID, so I'm hoping for that's the That's kind of exciting though, in a in a weird way. Yeah, I'm sure she felt the rush. <laughs> I was really excited when we got our drinks. I don't know. <laughs> that was me for the couple weeks after I lost my wallet. I could like I couldn't get in anywhere. I couldn't get served. Ugh. Like nothing. Was... Oh, and I the... I'm way too old for this shit. Yeah. It was like it was like a month I didn't have an idea because I like lost it on a I lost it on a plane, actually, and I just couldn't get Holy it back shit. and then had to like get a new one from New Brunswick and it just took forever. But I like in that month I learned which bars and which liquor stores wouldn't ID me. Wow, it's yeah. impressive. Yeah, I knew I could always go to bars where I did stand up and I I would be okay unless I was going to like Sniggly Wigglies where there was a doorman because their doormen are not. I've heard this. The best. Yeah, I've heard this. Yeah, after after your event, like a bunch of us, they're like, "Where's your ID?" After we all went out for a smoke, and it's like, I was on the show. It's down in the yeah. Back I heard room. about that. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's impressive, Durham, that you went on a dinner date for a first date, and not only a dinner date, but you went to a nice place. That says a lot about you. Uh, it was more. It was more like drinks and. <gasps> oh, okay. Not like a not like a meal. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. I feel like a meal's too intense. I agree. I don't date. eat in front of someone until six months in. 
Oh wow, that's a long time. <laughs> Maybe six weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I feel like eating in front of someone's really intimate. Um, I, I I dated a girl who just just didn't eat in front of uh, people as a blanket statement. Oh, that's an eating disorder. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, that that as does we not talked, seem good. As we talked more, as we talked more, that became apparent. Man, but I mean, you know what's crazy though is is like. So many women have disordered eating and they just don't call it that is the sad thing. Like really weird. And men too. Men too, for sure. Like your relationship with food is, can be fucked up. Mine is anyway. Yeah. Especially, especially now with like, there's so many like crazy diets that like people think are so good for you that it's like, uh, no, that's just like starving. Yeah. Intermittent fasting. Yeah. Yeah. Or like the yeah. worst than intermittent fasting is like the one meal a day. I've done that. Oh, that's Ooh, no. like if I feel like if you're doing that one meal a day, that one meal has to be like well, a Michael Phelps. I, when I've like done it, pizza. I've gotten to the point where I've been shaking and weak. And what happens is, is you just you literally you 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 binge like you you eat so much yeah. because you're so hungry. Because oh. like doing little snacks all day just ain't cutting it. You got to have. A couple meals a day at least. Like right now, I'm right now I'm doing like two main meals and then like a bunch of snacking. Yeah, I just gonna eat as like as much as I want when I need to. Like I'm a very unfortunately I kind of like just accidentally intermittent fast. Yeah, me too. Because I just forget to eat, especially with like depression. I'll just be like, ah, I'll just have a handful of Cheerios because it's here, and then that'll be. Or like you're sleep, you're actually sleeping so much that you're just intermittent fasting by sleeping. Yeah, I had like a little bit of like spotty vision in the shower the other day. I was just like, I should have eaten before I oh, got in here. Shit. <laughs> that was the last time I did. That yeah. sucks. I still, I still randomly have those days where it's like 4 p.m. and I'm like, oh shit, food. Yeah, That's right. I have to yeah. eat. I need to feed it's myself. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's, it's uh, your relation, uh, people's relationship with food is like an ongoing thing. Seems like a lot of like the men and, and people I know in my life always want to make sure that I'm getting fed and feed me yeah. like at co-workers and yeah like guys i've dated and like um just friends and stuff are just nice, like though. i have an extra cookie eat cookie and i'm just like i'm, I'm good <laughs> but thanks cookie well, and i think too i mean i don't know about you guys but like i grew up with i mean maritimer um like the hospitality of like eat more have more dessert have seconds have thirds and it's just like you don't want to overeat either i feel like I grew up with conflicting messages of like, oh, you show you're a nice person by feeding people and like making them feel bad if they don't eat. But it's like, but then you shame them if they get fat. It's just like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Can't hit a moving target. God damn it. It's very confusing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I had pretty good, like pretty good eating habits. Like, um, you know, I didn't have to eat, like, I wasn't forced to sit there and eat everything if I wasn't hungry. And I was a bit of a picky eater, which I think my parents overindulged a little bit, but I grew out of it. And now I eat, will try pretty much yeah. anything. Um, but like when I got a little bit older, my mom would make, I was really, really skinny in high school, like teeny, teeny, tiny, like 80 pounds. Um, oh. And I wouldn't eat a lot at lunch because I didn't like the school. Because I went to private school. We had our own like, like lunch cafeteria where they made us like a nice meal. And I didn't like a lot of it at the time, so I would just eat like celery and ranch. Oh. And people would ask my pet, like my mom, like if I was okay oh, no. and stuff like that. But then, then I gained weight because I was on medication. My mom was, my mom would say things like "suck in your gut," and I'm just like, 
uh, fun. I managed to come out of it fairly healthy. Like I have a scale and I check it like every like month. Ooh, or I haven't so checked in so long. Just, like where I'm, I'm at. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I just like to see where I'm at. Um, but like I didn't buy a scale until like last year, I think, because I just didn't really want to know. Um, but I was on like trying to lose some weight, so it was nice to know like, right. that you were getting somewhere. Absolutely. But um, I try not to use it, like, and not to obsess because I will like step on and it'll be like two pounds heavier, and I'm just will just freak out for like yeah. Two weeks. No, and, and like, I mean if you're recovering from an eating disorder, they they say not to have scales. So yeah, so I, I keep it like up in like a, like in a high closet, like it's a pain in the ass to get to. Okay. It's in like a back in place so that like. Just a, an extra level of like, let's keep my sanity in check. Oh man, we gotta play the game. I don't know, we gotta play the game. Oh, right. oh yeah, truth and a lie. I'm not gonna do it because I forgot. Um, <laughs> and also, you guys know probably know me pretty well because I'm just open book. Um, <laughs> but I'm especially curious about Durham because I don't know you as well as Vicky. So this is gonna be interesting. So do you have a two truths and a lie? I think so. All right. Let's hear it. So you're going to name three All things right. and we got to figure out what the lie is. Okay. Um, I'm my mother's favorite child. I was a sugar baby to a 75-year-old woman named Dottie from Quebec if City. that's true, we're going to have to do a whole other episode. I'm my <laughs> mother's biggest disappointment. <laughs> you are truly because uh, see here here's the thing about this game my instinct okay whoa this is weird you really threw a curveball in there because of... yeah that's a huh because huh. two of them are so opposite <laughs> that they wouldn't be both true maybe ah well, you wouldn't pick a favorite that you think that you're disappointed in, would you? People work in weird People ways. People do work in weird ways. What do you <laughs> think, Vicky? What do you think the lie is? I think the disappointment, because I feel like your mom wouldn't let you know that you were a disappointment. Maybe. <laughs> I want to believe in moms. Oh, she's still a good mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with the disappointment is the lie. No, I was never a sugar so baby. So how can you be her favorite <laughs> and also her biggest disappointment? Because she had such high expectations for me. Uh, Where I was like, always, I was always the favorite, and she was like, I was like always the easiest to raise, and okay. like I was like a pretty good student in high school. And, like, I'm still her favorite, but I did not reach those expectations See, I'm definitely all. the least favorite and the biggest disappointment in my family. <laughs> oh. Okay, well, that's not my fault. <laughs> Only child pressure. Definitely whoop, not. Whoop. Oh, that's, I was going to say, if that sugar baby one was true, I would. Uh, I yeah. wish. Because Mitch yeah. has kind of, like, a similar thing, but I don't think that it was overly oh, sexual, yeah. what he experienced. So I don't think it's as juicy as I want it to be. Um, all right, Vicky, let's hear it. Okay, I got a couple. Let me see. Um, I love these. All right, I'm gonna just do like some like I'm pretty open book too, so I'm gonna do some like these are three weird things that I may or may not do. Um, I like to eat peanut butter and cheese sandwiches. Uh, <laughs> I wish 
I wish it was socially acceptable to eat bigger foods with um, disposable gloves on. And uh, I hate having my feet cold, so I only ever take my socks off for sex and showering. Ooh. Why do you take your socks off for sex? Just leave those bad boys on. Uh, that's so not sexy. It's not sexy when guys do it. It's not sexy when girls Jesus do it. Um, okay, let me think. Um, I got to say the lie's got to be the peanut butter and cheese sandwich because that is absolutely like, – like that's just so gross. But it's so gross that it must be real because there's no way you just come up with that. Peanut butter and cheese. I do think that you are a you bit of a germaphobe because of all the anxiety. So the, the gloves thing could be true. Which now it might be socially acceptable yeah. to eat finger foods with gloves. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Why not even socially acceptable to have finger foods? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. Why don't we go with, let, let's go with the lie being the. I say the yeah, PB and cheese. That. that one is what? true. Oh. Vicky, explain yourself. It's a- this is. Th- I've been eating it since. <laughs> I've been eating it since I was a kid. I don't know where I ever came up with it, but like it's not that weird because you think about it, like if you ever had a peanut butter burger, like that's cheese and peanut butter and then like meat and stuff. So it's just kind of like a, a poverty peanut. Yeah, butter. I didn't like it. I know. <laughs> it's, it's, and like I will sometimes grill it. Sometimes like I'll microwave it or do like toast. But I like when the cheese is a little melty. Um, I don't know why I like it. I just do. It's not as gross if you try it. What the heck? What like, kind of cheese? Um, like uh, like real cheese, but like okay. the slices. Not like Kraft Singles. Yeah. No, no, no. Not bacon cheese. Because I wonder if a grilled cheese, cheese version butter. of what you're doing would be better than a non... Like, do you know what I mean? Like toasted on the pan? Yeah. Melty? Yeah. Yeah, I do that sometimes when uh, when I feel like effort, but usually I just like toast it like in the toaster or put it in the microwave. that's wild. That is wild. Yeah. I think we, we can do, let's do another, yes. like, do you have another one, Durham? Oh, I'll tell you my oh, lie. Yeah, what, um, oh, too, lie. <laughs> Fuck. No, yeah, what's the yeah. lie? Uh, socks off for sex. I actually hate wearing socks. I despise socks, socks I too. never wear them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then so you, They're and then the gloves the thing is also true. Okay. Oh yeah. I prefer to like take messy food home and eat them with gloves for real, like a psycho. Um, I, I hate it when it, like the food gets under my nails or if you're out like wing nights, it's like I'm out and I've already like put on makeup and shit and you're all greasy and I just, I just don't like it. It's a weird, weird, That's uh, finicky I thing. I understand that. <laughs> um, um, I, I don't have any more truth than a lie, but earlier today I did read a Buzzfeed article on talking points, uh, to have with women in their Oh 30s. my God. What is this? Oh, <laughs> so uh, there was 15 of them. Some of them are pretty basic, like, how you doing? What's your favorite movie? But I wrote down, like, my Please favorite do. ones that Please I saw on there. Yes. So uh, this was number two on the list uh, to talk about with women on their 30s. Men are trash. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> and am I right is all one word. Always. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, this, this one I was confused by and had to look up, but must be big with women in their 30s. Can we just take a sec to say we are not over Baychella, which is apparently when Beyonce went to Coachella? I didn't think that'd be big with women in their thirties. Buzzfeed thinks so. I, would, I don't get the like. I like Beyonce, but I'm not in like the Beyonce mind like at all. Well, you guys are fake feminists. <laughs> <but. laughs> Probably. I respect what she's doing. I'm just. 
Okay, what else is there? This is fun. Uh, yeah. number, number six on the list was, did you see the Obama's vacation pics? <laughs> okay. But just fair. Women in their 30s, I find, do think Barack Obama is He is quite sexy. sexy. Mm-hmm. And I hear the vacation pics. There's a shirtless I'm one. I'm Googling right now. Oh. <laughs> and then uh, the last two I wrote down were, what's your self-care routine? <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> And uh, we already kind of hit on this one is what's your mom? Oh, like? yeah. Mommy <laughs> issues yeah. are, so are uh, pretty deep with women in their 30s for sure. Because you start realizing them in your oh, 30s, sure. I think. You know, like. You start to realize where you're more like them um, as well. Like the, they start to cross over and like where my mom listens to a lot of like my stuff that I put on like podcasts and the debates and stuff. She's just like. Yeah, you're my daughter. Well, what about, but what about the self-care stuff? Can we all go around? Let's go around the table and talk about what we're doing for self-care during this quarantine. Uh, A lot of weed. Weed, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Edibles. Um, But I do have a really good self-care routine that I use just in general. Like if I've had a rough day is I get a really nice bath bomb from Lush because work in the mall. So I go down and I'm like, I've had a shitty day. I want to be relaxing or I want like the most sparkles or whatever. And I just let them pick one for me. Um, and then I go home and, uh, and eat it, eat an edible, draw the bath, put on a funny podcast, get in the bath. Nothing better. And just a one, just laugh my ass off. And, uh, yeah, yeah. that's my, and I do it even now. Like I'm a big bath taker. Love I find baths. it's a good way to get off the phone, just put on something to listen to, whether it's music or I'm big on podcasts in the bath. And just, Have you ever like, used like the you know, weed bath bombs? Do they work? No, I should try that. I, should, I, sh- I ordered some stuff today. I should have seen if they had those. What about your self-care, Durham? I'm curious about a guy's self-care, what it looks like. Uh, yeah, you're curious because, like, guys don't do much <laughs> self-care. Do you um, have baths? Like, no, no. I, I take showers with I music. feel like a guy having I a bath seems gross. <laughs> uh, My dad takes baths, but he's super, super tall and gets claustrophobic. <laughs> in like a shower i feel like it's something we do when we, we're sore and right sick, <laughs> yeah know? and it's manly if it's full of ice yeah i feel like i feel like dudes don't <laughs> have the pressure to do self-care as much as well no no like, like this i've always had like, like my i mean self-care culture is so big but i've always been like i've always had my little like routines of like if i have a shitty day i'll like be watching like I'll watch a law and order and I'll like eat craft dinner because like, that was a comfort food or like I'll buy myself a kinder right. egg and like like I've always been big on like doing those little things for myself um just to like kind of get through life and you That's know very important be happy oh uh, one thing if I do have a bad day I will usually like order like good food, food or something. all around yeah oh, yeah. yeah I had yes. a donair after the debate segment and it was delicious <laughs> Oh, nice. Well, guys, I got to wrap her up. I've been really good about not ordering. Food. Yeah, I got to wrap her because I got to yeah, get to my Nikki Glazer dance party. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for coming on. This was so fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, this was, was fun. Do you guys, guys. want to plug your yeah. dates that you have coming up or anything? <laughs> um, <laughs> you can plug your social media, though. Where can people find you on the socials? Uh right now <laughs> right this second <laughs> what's like like if you want to plug instagrams or twitters or anything like that now's the time to do it all right 
on Instagram. I am at Instaders. Very, very active there. On Twitter, I am at Durham Stands Up. Currently have nine Whoa. followers, so trying to get those That's numbers up. That's a good handle, up. though. Ooh. I'll follow you. Thank you. I oh, great. Ten followers, so trying to get those numbers up. And uh, for dates, you can catch me uh, yelling jokes from the bus terminal uh, every night on my home on my way home from work. <laughs> yelling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. From six feet oh, away. Funny. What about you, Vicky? Um, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram um, at Miss Vicky Welch, and that's V I C K I W E L C H. Like the grape juice. Thanks, like parents, for that. Not a lot going on there. I've been walking my cats, so you can see those in my stories. Took my cats for a walk and uh, trying to trying to be creative. And uh, otherwise, I don't know. That's that's pretty much it. I should get on Twitter just for something else to do. Yeah, put some um, funny shit on there. And, Why not? Yeah, it's yeah, fun. I, I just make I just make tweets of things that I think are funny and get absolutely zero response. What was your handle again? Durham? So it's really great. Uh, Durham stands up. Nice. I gotta think of a good Twitter handle because I tried to get Miss Vicky Welch and it was taken. And I think that's what that slowed me down. There you are. <laughs> there we go. Following. Perfect. That's awesome, guys. Well, thank you both so much. And hopefully, I mean, there, we have nothing but time, so I'm sure you'll be back. Uh, whether it's on an always. episode or a live Anything stream. Anything you do, I'm always or here. Or a debate <laughs> or whatever. I'll probably be doing a lot more live streams as well. So. We will see more of these guys in the future, but thank you guys so much. And I'm going to ring the bell for you. Or maybe you can act like you're ringing a bell. I don't know. One, two, three, bell go. We got it. We did it. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, guys.